0: Monday Night Football. It is the Chicago Bears, as I mentioned, at the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers are favored by seven. It's not about who wins tonight. It's about by how much do the Pittsburgh Steelers win. The Chicago Bears are hot garbage. I'm shocked that they still have a head coach. And I think if he hadn't gone into COVID protocol last week, Moose, they'd have fired him. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Uh, Well, that's a first. Way to go, Paul. Uh, 20 seconds ago, I just screamed 15. Oh my God, we're on the air. I don't have my earpiece in, I don't have my comments up. Oh, what a day. Good one, Rod. Not really, Rick Regan. (laughs) Oh, boy, let me get these comments. I want to know what people are saying out there. Oh, man, Paul. Yeah, Paul was distracting us.
1: Who we haven't talked about a lot lately because he hasn't been around. He's been busy doing Paul things. Yeah, spent the last twenty minutes it on the couch, lot, and then all of a sudden,
0: it's like eleven o'clock. Right. I'm like, why is that intro rolling? Our shows, on. you're on the air, dummy. Don't. What is the uh, uh, website for the text line? I'll, uh, yeah, I'll get you. Got it saved it. here. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh just boy. go to
1: your history, and
0: uh, this is the warm up, proudly presented by Eco Electric. I think proudly presented by Eco Electric. How do you like us so far? We're both wearing red today. I, I, I see you got the memo. You're I texting somebody? Can, yes. I, can I get you to put your phone away? <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. I don't really care. Do what you want to do. <laughs> Just stay you. off no. my ass when I'm on my... Not no. you. Everybody. Uh, if you want to know what's going on and join the discussion, you can text us 902-518-3033. Did you get a jingle done yet for that? I know. 902-518-3033. Sounds like a carpet commercial. It does. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Um, Two, three hundred. Oh, boy. They're, they're, they're complaining about officiating already. Oh, oh yeah. man. Were you reading my diary? Because it's in the quick six. Coming up on the program today, Ryan Leslie from uh, Sportsnet Flames. He's the host of Flames broadcast. And Claire Hanna, our good and longtime friend, uh, you know where you love her, from CTV, TSN. She just left the sweatpants capital for Ottawa, the nation's capital. From the sweatpants capital to the nation's capital. And you see they're having a massive covid outbreak with the senators. You mm-hmm. say canceled practice yesterday. The coach and players are in protocol. We're going to get the bottom of that with Claire. So that's coming up on the program today and I think without further ado, let's hit the uh, quick six uh, show topic <laughs> so Thank you, Jordan who it's his birthday today. Mm-hmm. Oh. Happy awesome. birthday. Happy birthday Jordan. Do we know how old? Do we have a photo of him? Oh no. He's 26. He just told me in my ear thing. Really? Plenty of time to screw up your life, Jordan. Don't worry. Bingo! Are you ready? Yes. All right. Point number one, I wanted to start with hockey and it looked like I was going to start with hockey and then Monday Night Football took over. It was a thriller last night. Did you watch it on TSN and ESPN? Of course you did. Chris Boswell hit a 40-yard field goal with 30 seconds left to help Pittsburgh to a 29-27 win over the Chicago Bears. Pat, Frymer Youth had two touchdown catches for the Steelers. The Bears attempted a 65-yard field goal on the final play, but the ball was well short of the uprights. Look... We're going to get to hockey right away, but you, we, we got to talk about the football game. It was 14 nothing at one time when I switched over from the game I was actually watching, the Panthers and the Rangers. I'm like, oh, this is going to be nothing. They're going to cover the seven-point spread that we talked about. Remember, we took that deal. Yeah. No, the Bears come back and didn't win the game, but they beat the spread. They made it a game. They scored 21 points in the fourth quarter, and all the talk was of the linebacker, <clears throat> Cassius Marsh, who bumped the referee, got called for taunting. You saw the whole story there. Oh, yeah. And uh, what did you think about the penalty for Cassius Marsh? He bumped the ref. He, well, he, the taunting penalty was he went over to, to the, the opposition line. bench sidelines and started John Flagg come. And then he bumped the ref on his way back to his own sideline and it extended a drive. Really hurt his team.
1: It really hurt the team. And the Bears coaches knew. That he made the mistake. They were chewing him out on the sidelines, yep. but I still didn't like the call. And I'm the one who understands why taunting is there and how it can be applied and how it can't. And it is very confusing because it feels subjective as to when you call it when you don't, you know, I, I he, he walked to the sideline and it wasn't really close enough to the sideline that it was going to cause anything. It wasn't going to lead to anything. He just kind of looked at him after making a play. And he was pumped after making the play, which I'm OK with. To the sideline, to the crowd, it's when you stand over a player and flex on him, or you spike a ball on a player, or you get in a guy's face after you've made a play. That whole kicking somebody when they're down, that's the taunting that needs to be called. But when you do it to the crowd, or you do it just off to the field on your own, and you celebrate a touchdown, or you celebrate a sack, that's not taunting. To the, to the world, it's when you do it right in, in the opposition's face. After you've sacked them. Well, but right? how come you get to decide what's
0: taunting and what isn't? That's the point. Yeah, but I think that's how it's, it's well, written. I, sure. I get it. I'm just saying it's a gray area. It's always going to be a gray area. And so um, Jennifer from the Four Seasons writes in, she says officiating was a little biased, in my opinion, from the general in Calgary. Ref was at fault. And I'm just so done with the officiating discussion. I feel like nobody really cares until it's my team that gets screwed. Then I want to talk about officiating. Oh, yeah. But everybody else's games, I don't care about the Steelers and the Bears. Are you kidding me? And you want to talk about whether or not the Bears linebacker, Cassius Marsh, he said after the game he got hip-checked by the ref. You older, smarter people like me that are sitting there nodding your head right now, you're going to nod your head and go, Rod's right, yeah. What are you even doing in the vicinity of the referee? Let's just act like there's a five-foot halo around the referee and don't even go near him. How about that? Because I didn't think the ref intentionally stuck his ass out to hit Marsh on his way by. Did you? What referee is going to say, hey, that 270-pound <laughs> linebacker, let's just get in the way of him? But that's what the player said after the game is what happened, and there are people that are backing him. So anyways, stay the hell away from referees. How, how about that? Why are we even having this discussion today? And then the taunting call, same thing. I mean, while you watched Get Up this morning, I asked you if you did on ESPN and Swag U, Uh, Marcus Spears said, well, what he did talking at the bench, that's football. Yeah, well, maybe football needs to change. And I'm here for that discussion. I'm here for the hockey discussion, by the way, in hockey culture. Like, I realize I grew up in it. I realize I'm a big part of it. But I'm also open enough to say maybe that's wrong. I'm used to the bullying. I'm used to the cowering. I did not feel like I was going to go down this road today, but there was a player who came back to me several years after he played on a team that I was on. He was hazed, and he told me, Rod, that incident broke me. And it did. I was at the front of the bus when it happened. I didn't do anything. Our coach was an upstanding gentleman, he didn't do anything. So I'm not going to say the team, I'm not going to say the player but it was wrong. So I stood around. This guy went on to broken families, broken life. He's just now getting his act together a long time later. So that's not exactly what we're getting into with Cassius Marsh, but my point is that's what these rules are for. They're trying to change the game. to say, well, that's hockey. Put up with it. That's football. Maybe that's wrong. Enough on that.
1: No, it's. I'm a, sorry to go on a life. You know, it's a great. It's a great discussion to have because so early on, you know, right. that whole issue of like, hey, but that's hockey. Well, yeah, but it, does it have to be? That's my point. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: from my cousin Christine, she's watching in Medicine Hat. She says, "Good morning, sports fans. <coughs> Happy birthday, Chris. We love you." From all of the Peterson clan. I bet you she didn't expect that. How about that? How about that? Now to hockey. Alex Ovechkin scored his 741st career goal to tie Brett Hull for fourth on the NHL's all-time list and helped the Washington Capitals beat the Buffalo Sabres 5-3 on Monday night. At age 36, Ovechkin is on pace to pass third place Yammy Jaggers 766 goals before the end of the season. Wayne Gretzky holds the all-time record with 894 goals, followed by Gordon Howe with 801, and they spelt Gretzky wrong in the wire copy. What should happen to that person? A, a, am I a bully for saying they should be publicly <laughs> flogged for spelling Gretzky wrong?
1: That's, yes.
0: That's, Gretzky. Right. If there's one name you shouldn't spell wrong ever, it's Wayne they, they Gretzky. They should at least be disciplined in some fashion. Yes. Igor Shesterkin made a season-high 42 saves to help New York hold off the Florida Panthers 4-3, which saw its first loss in regulation this season, the Panthers. A2 lost to and scored 20 seconds into the third for Florida. Sam Reinhart made it 4-2 at 18:34 of the third before Patrick Holmquist scored at 19:20 of the third to make it a one-goal game. The Panthers entered the game 10-0-1. Their only blemish, a shootout loss at Boston on October 30th. They were coming off a 5-2 win over previously unbeaten Carolina. And, uh, yeah, I watched the game. It was not – obviously, you saw Ron Dugay and I build it up yesterday. Dugay called a one-goal game for the – he said 3-2. He couldn't have been more wrong. It was 4-3. And the Panthers were out shooting the Rangers 2-1 in the game. But I watched it, and they weren't good shots. They weren't good scoring chances. Uh, you know what? It was a stinker. Throw it away. You just hope this isn't a sign of things to come for the Florida Panthers without Joel Quenville. It's 11-11, by the wow. way. Wow. You had a point. It was
1: uh, 1-1, or one nothing. sorry, for you the Rangers. It? Yeah. And was Fox's goal shorthanded, the second goal? I think it was, yeah. On that bad turnover? Like, it just seemed like the Panthers weren't mentally in it. You know, when you're on the power play and you're making a sloppy play like that, and even up the boards, like they're shoveling it along the boards, just little half plays, completely leaving their goaltender out to dry. But that happens. You know, you just come off the big win against Carolina. You're playing well. You got the point streak going. Eventually, you get a little complacent. And when you've got Igor Shosturkin in goal for New York, who's a very good goaltender, one of the best, I think, one of the best in the NHL now, You've always got a chance. You have to bear down and beat every team
0: in the National Hockey League. So I think Gotta they bear took down. A night off. Got to bear down every night. Like I said, I hope this isn't a sign of things to come. From John in Winnipeg. John, um, he says the Monday night football game was awesome last night. John, you're 10 minutes late on that one. Coffee started at 11 Central. Jonathan Quick made 33 saves Monday as the Los Angeles Kings defeated the sluggish Maple Leafs 5-1 to snap Toronto's five-game win streak. I see you were so you were watching the Florida-New York game. Obviously, I got you hyped for that, and then you didn't you went to a movie, so you didn't even watch the Leafs. That's right. Okay. When well, we're moving on forward, Jack Eichel said Monday he's relieved the blockbuster trade that sent him from the Buffalo Sabres to the Vegas Golden Knights is behind him. And he's looking forward to being on the ice with his new team, even though it may take three months. Eichel will have his preferred choice of surgery for his neck injury this Friday and is thankful the Golden Knights have been supportive of the procedure. He feuded with the Sabres over, triggering discontent with the organization. You saw him show up last night. I assume you did. Or yesterday in Las Vegas. They had dancing girls, unicorns, midgets. He rolled up. (laughs) It's Vegas. He rolled up in the limo,
1: right? They, They had the door for him. And it, like... You can't fake real emotions, right? You can't. It's really difficult. You can't do it. And he walked out of that car and was genuinely, I think he was surprised. And like the excitement, it was like a kid at Disneyland for the first time. Like you couldn't wipe the smile off his face. You just hope that can turn into something really great.
0: You don't get that in Buffalo. Uh, No. Um, Carlos is watching in Indianapolis and he says, how about that poll question? And it goes back to point one that I, I'm sorry, I skipped over. There was other NFL notes beside Monday Night Football. Odell Beckham Jr. is officially free of the Cleveland Browns. They've got all the contractual stuff out of the way. And he's free to sign with whomever he wants, I believe, as of today. And so the poll question, we kicked this around for all of, what, 27 seconds? Yeah. Um, What is the best landing spot for OBJ? And this morning on ESPN, their options, which is what I went with here today, are the Rams, Kansas City, Chiefs, New England Patriots, or other. And we're asking who. 34% of you are going with other. They they had Rams, Chiefs, Packers, Patriots. And I dropped the Packers and put who. So we can kick that around uh, throughout the morning, by the way. Thanks for the reminder, Carlos and Indy. Um, we don't need him in Dallas because we have the number one offense in the National Football League, so I don't really care. You? We don't need him in
1: Tennessee Um, with A.J. Brown and and Julio Jones. I don't think there's a fit or the money. Um, I went off the board. I thought that the Saints could use him. I thought the Saints could use him. Now, they don't have Jameis Winston in his big arm, but they don't have Michael Thomas either. So all of a sudden, a deep play threat to complement that great defense in New Orleans, I think, makes them a contender or elevates their status a little bit. Um, but the Patriots is interesting because Clark came on a pre-show and It's like, do you think that's a Bill Belichick move to get a guy like OBJ? Do you think they want that in their locker room? I said, well, there's a track record, right? They had um, Josh Gordon. They had OBJ. They had Randy Moss. They've gone. They had Ocho Cinco. Right, they went. Bill Belichick is not shy away from these personalities to have on no, the team. No, not at all. They don't always work out and last. I mean, Randy Moss did, but the others really didn't. So, I could see the Patriots taking a run at. And we also heard the Seahawks pop up, and Russell Wilson would love to have him. So,
0: we'll as see. a matter of fact, what I heard was all but three teams have interest. All but three. Wow, and they were, I think, the Bucks, the Cowboys. And potentially the Titans. Makes sense. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Um, We're going to pause. And when we come back, we're only two two topics through the quick six show topics, by the way. So when we come back, we'll get into uh, CFL. Bob Irving announcing this will be his last season with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. This will be the last season. It'll be announced tomorrow. What movie? (sighs) Slap shot. Bob Irving memories. CJOB called me and had me on today and said, Rod, what are your best Bob Irving memories? I got quite a few. We're going to talk about good old Knuckles, where he got that nickname, if you don't know. Uh, The XFL's hiring some big name executives. What does that mean? We'll talk a little CFL and tonight's featured game. It's a happy (coughs) Jets game day, Winnipeg. Big central division collision coming your way tonight at Canada Life Place. Uh, we'll preview that as well. On the way, Ryan Leslie and Claire Hanna. You're watching Canada's daytime sports talk show. It's the RP show on Game Plus Television Network, YouTube, and 24-Hour Sports Radio at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.